Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's about quarter after eight on a, what? I don't even know what fucking day of the week it is. Tuesday? I'm going to say it's Monday. Monday? I don't, I don't Monday. know, man. We're on lockdown. I have no idea <laughs> what day of the week Today it is. Today would have actually been the first day back to school for the kids, but because of the lockdown, it's actually the first day of homeschooling for anybody out there who are parents. Are people really homeschooling? No. Kids are sitting Absolutely. around watching. Cartoons. No, people are homeschooling. I'm not people, but other people are homeschooling. Are you sure about that? I'm sure about that. Well, I don't know. I'm going to take a survey. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> it's Amanda. And Mark and I are broadcasting live from our bedroom. And we have a really cool RMT. Don't say live. You're going to scare this guy. I already told him. We're going to record live. this. It's He's not like, live. Shit. I'm kidding. Uh, we, are, we are recording tonight from our bedroom while our kiddies sleep. Because as we said, everybody's on lockdown. And ironically, one of my kiddies is calling me right now let's see what she's saying well of course nothing but hold on one second i'm gonna have to go do it i'm gonna have to do a check one minute please cool we're good i'm back now and um the reason i had to leave is because a glow-in-the-dark picture of anna and elsa was a glow in the dark was glowing in the dark and it was scaring her but it glows in the (laughs) dark every night so i don't know why she picked tonight to get scared of it anyway so We've got another registered massage therapist on the phone. His name is Chris, and he's also a clinic owner. And we thought this would be a good time to have an important discussion about how this is affecting clinic owners. Now, before we start, I'm before anyone gets upset or wants to jump all over me, I understand this is affecting everyone. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone. People who have jobs are being laid off. People who work in the service industry that rely on actually physically being at their job and rely on tips, they are suffering. Service industry people are probably so much more worse than everybody else. I've never worked service industry before, but I imagine most people that do, they kind of live hand to mouth. Right. And there, there's a lot of people that are suffering right now. Business owners are suffering right now. Um, people who are actually still being forced to go to work and are terrified to come home and bring something home to their family. So everybody is struggling right now. Everybody is suffering right now. And we wanted to record this podcast, maybe to remind people that we all need to really be a little more united right now and not only thinking about ourselves. And if you think your situation is bad, you're not the only one. And I'm... it. I'm glad we're recording this tonight, not yesterday. Yesterday, I had a lot of anger. I think it was my process of going through all the emotions, but I had a lot of anger yesterday at the number of emails I was fielding from RMTs who were saying, I need to, I need a refund on my course. I need a refund on my course. And, and you know what? It was just getting to the point where I was like, you know, we're all freaking struggling right now. All of you are posting these things on Instagram and on Facebook saying, support small businesses, don't cancel, postpone, buy a gift certificate. But I felt we weren't getting the same consideration. I can't tell you how many emails I got over the last 48 hours of, I want my money back. And I get it. I don't mind the, I want my money back, or uh, can I get a refund? Because I'm probably not going to end up taking this course. It was the demanding tone of yes. like, I want it immediately because here's my story. Yeah. And th- that was the thing is, I f- it was the more here's my story. And it was like, you know, I, I do feel for you and I'm compassionate for you, but you're trying to pull up my heartstrings when I'm struggling just as much. 
You know, I've got two kids to feed and I'm trying to keep this business afloat. So when all of this is over, we can open our doors back up again. Business activity is, uh, is halted. It's halted. Yeah. We can't do anything right now. Nobody has answers. So, you know, like I said, you can also, you can also keep it as a credit. Well, exactly. And I, I'm a little bit naive, Chris. I mean, you and I have met before. I'm naive in the fact that I always see the good in people. And I really thought that because RMTs, all of us are in the same boat, that we'd be given the same consideration as RMTs are expecting from the general Mm. public. You know, don't postpone. I mean, don't cancel, postpone. I mean, I got an email a few days ago from my daughter's uh, gymnastics club. And, you know, I pay Mm. monthly and both of my kids go there. And they sent an email saying, we really are urging our families to postpone and not cancel because I guess they're, you know, they're dealing with what we're dealing with. And at no point was I about to ask them for a refund. You know, it's everybody's uncertain right now. And taking from another small business is not the solution. The solution needs to be taking advantage of what the government is going to offer to us. And Mm -hmm. anyway, like I said, today, which which we'll talk about. Well, exactly. I was, I was on that site today for about three hours trying to get information. Okay. So let's do this. Let's, let's back this. Let's back this. Let's introduce our guest first. So So we're on the phone with Chris. Chris is uh, obviously not in our bed with us because that'd be kind of weird. That would be weird. Or it might be fun. I don't know. This time. He's he's a good looking guy. It definitely would not comply (laughs) with social distancing. (laughs) (laughs) And you and I have some things to discuss after we get off this phone call. You know, and Mark, I will be calling you after this. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there to receive it. Chris, I like you call, up until now. I'll be there to receive the phone call. The phone call. I'll be there to receive the phone call. I can't stress that enough. Nothing else. Just the phone call. Okay, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself for our our listeners? Who you are? How long you've been in RMT? And uh, what type sure. of clinic you have? Yeah. So uh, my name's Chris. Uh, I've been in RMT for 15 years. Um, in Waterloo, um, our clinic is pretty much a typical clinic. We have a few massage therapists, we have a physiotherapist, we have a naturopath. Um, so, so yeah, we just pretty much treat the public and athletes and all that fun stuff. And that's how I met Mark and you guys and just taking your courses. So happy to be here. All right. So let's start off with when you made the decision to close up your clinic. How long have you guys had your doors closed? We've been closed now. So our last day was Thursday. Um, of course, we got an email from the college saying, you know, a little bit of gray saying that a lot of gray. Know, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of gray um, that, you know, how do you really define someone that is essential or non-essential treatment? Um, is it a pain scale thing? You know, like, so I, that's what I based it off. I based it off a, a pain scale. Right. Um, I told clients, if you're a pain scale above six or seven, I'll still treat you. Um, if not, then we can postpone your treatment. So I went from seeing nine, 10 people a day two, three, or four. Mm-hmm. And, but that's how I based it off. But, you know, as, as this kept getting worse and, you know, more and more businesses are shutting down and I didn't want to have any heat on my end from college or peers or anything like that. Uh, we decided Thursday would be our last day. And that's what we did. And we you didn't down. do anything wrong according to the college, right? Because they did send out an email. I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday of that week. It was worded that they highly recommend that yes. you stop all non-essential massage therapy treatments. And yep. so, like you said, there was a ton of gray in that area. And then, you know, they, they kind of urge you to make your own, you know, therapeutic judgment on deciding mm-hmm. is this essential or non-essential. So really, you didn't do anything. I think that was a big thing, too, because a lot of people are like, well, shut down immediately. Well, you're still complying with what they're asking to do. 
And then you ended up okay. closing your doors before they sent out their last email uh, regarding this, which was the directive of the mm-hmm. of the chief medical officer, which pretty much yeah. says like, okay, you really should shut down. And if you're yep. not going to shut down, then you really need to have personal protective equipment in place when you're when you're doing your work. Yeah. It wasn't even which just the emails anyways. from from the college. I mean the the atmosphere and the level of fear and how serious people were taking it, I think changes day to day. Because I like yeah. you, Chris, I was practicing up until Thursday. I mean at a very mm-hmm. limited capacity. I think on Thursday I only saw one client and it was the same thing. Like yeah. if it's somebody that I felt really needed me, I was allowing them to come yep. in after doing the phone screening and on Thursday is when I decided, okay, I guess, you know, I just need to close up shop and and not see anybody else. But I also, I didn't feel the fear, I guess, up until that point. Mm -hmm. And then it got to a point where I was like, okay, maybe I really need, maybe I've been in denial and I really need to stop seeing clients now. So Thursday was also my last day. And yeah, I mean, once the, uh, there was the direction from the chief medical officer saying like, you really, you know, need to stop. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, declaring that we're in a state of emergency. I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, the one or two clients I'm seeing a day really aren't worth it. So I also closed up on Thursday. You're right. But like, where I have a hard time with this is, so I had to tell a client that their their massage was non-essential, according to the emails, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They turned around and got mad at me saying, how is my massage non-essential to you? I'm like, it's not to me. It's according to the college. Like, you will survive if you don't receive treatment today. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, you're not in significant pain. You're not in discomfort at all. You're coming in from regular maintenance. But to her, she took offense to it wow. when I had to cancel her treatment. That's surprising to me. But I guess, again, it depends on what state you're in. I think everybody is dealing with this in different phases. There were the people who were closing mm-hmm. up well before we even got the direction from the CMTO. There were yeah. people that were, you know, really pushing the envelope and saying, like, you know, there's so much gray. Why can't I continue working? And people who didn't close yeah. until they were absolutely forced to close. And from what I understand mm-hmm. on social media posts, there are some people who are still kind of undercover practicing, which I mean, to each yeah. their own, but that's a little risque at this point. From what I've read as well, you can get fined for, yes, you for can. this, can you not? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, at this point, so, you can. So, you know, is, is it really worth to make a few hundred dollars for a, a $5,000 fine, I would think it, I read? <laughs> <laughs> not in my opinion, right? but it's, I guess some not. people are feeling that way. And that and that goes back to my original point. This is not yeah. the time to be only looking out for yourself. And that's, yeah. you know, like I said, I'm a little bit naive and I thought for sure mm-hmm. with our unique business and that I understand that continuing education is bottom priority for people right now. So, yeah. you know, in our situation, I thought that definitely a lot of people won't be attending courses in the near future. Don't even and, get me started mm-hmm. on the continuing education thing. Well, and you know what? There's going to be a lot of people <laughs> who probably don't buy courses for the rest of the year. So Mark and I are already prepared for the fact that we likely aren't going to make any money or very much money even when we come out of this. So I was highly disappointed. And that's an understatement. And as as I mm-hmm. said, the number of people who were emailing, just asking for their money back before we've even figured out what's going on, you know, like, again, yeah. you're, you're all preaching, support small business, support small business, but you're really quick yeah. to, you know, ask you know for what, your $200 okay. back. So I, yeah. I, get, I get it. I'm not saying I don't get it. I understand. And 100% where they're coming from. 100%. But I think a big part of what I wanted to do tonight was to let everyone else know really what goes on behind owning 
the business because like it's one thing to be an independent contractor and you work for yeah. the RMT or the Cairo or the physio or the clinic owner, whatever the case. Yeah. And it's a whole other fucking ball game when it's your brick and mortar place and you've got yeah. eight, ten, twelve thousand $12,000 of rent that's due at the end of the month and your landlord is not giving you pretty much anywhere to budge yeah. on that. And exactly. you got to, you got to figure shit out fast. Mm-hmm. You got to keep your people happy and you've still got to yeah. pay your bills. So Chris, how's it, how's, how you doing this? <laughs> it's, it's an eye opener, right? This is something never, ever, I, I, have I ever imagined this would happen. So let me right? ask you this. Let me ask you scale. this. Let me ask you this. How big is your clinic? How many square feet are we talking about? And, you know, give us a, give us a rough estimate of what you're paying to be in that yeah, space. Roughly we're, we're, we're about 2,500 square feet. So it's not a small place. It's not, no, it's, no, it's upstairs and downstairs, right? So it's kind of broken up that way. Yeah. Um, but it's tw- roughly 2,500 square feet in total. Um, and overhead's just insane. It's, it's not just the rent. It's all the expenses that come with it. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that you don't, you know, that you don't read over the fine print for the POS system that they charge you a flat rate even if you don't use their equipment. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a little fine print stuff that it, it's really irritating me and <laughs> really an eye opener, including my landlord. Um, like I sent him a message last week saying, hey, we might have to shut down. And, you know, I expected him to be like, oh, you know what? We're going to help try and help you out and all that. So I can then return that favor to my staff. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, majority of my staff are on a rent. Uh, a couple of them are on commission. Right. So, um, you know, if, if, if he helped me out, then I helped them out. And it goes down the chain that way. Yeah. Right? A little bit more money in our pocket. But the way he just said everything and, you know, turned everything down. He's like, oh. You're not going to shut down. I'm like, no, we have to shut down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I don't believe it. And I'm like, well, take a walk by the office and see if we're if anyone's there. But he just didn't understand. He 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 didn't care. And that to me was a slap in the face. You know, we've been there for almost four years now. My contracting used in June, mm-hmm. um, so that's uh, <laughs> that's something to uh, have a leverage on, right? But it was just an eye opener because as an owner, you you not only have the responsibilities of everyone and everything but you you do care like i do care about how my staff does and their finances and their their families right like i'll do whatever i can to help all my staff but if i help all my staff and no one helps me out then as the owner you take the hit exactly yeah right you always take the hit and i have a young family that i'm trying to support as well and it gets tough you know it gets tougher and tougher and the government says they're going to help you and like I said before, I was on online now for a few hours. I tried calling several times, call back, you know, call failed, mm-hmm. emails, nothing. Uh, doing all this stuff online to even qualify, you gotta jump through loops and and do all the stuff that you want you to do. Like get your accountant to sign this, get you know, go see your doctor. I'm like, what? Everything's closed. How am I gonna do all this stuff? Yeah. Now I'm not sure if that's gonna change on April first, but from what I saw today it was useless. Yeah, I think that we're not the, getting a dime. I think the help <laughs> for self-employed individuals, um, the applications are gonna be available in April, from what I understand. So I haven't really tried oh, yeah. that's false. I actually did try. So I pay into EI because I, you know, wanted to make sure that I could claim when I went on mm-hmm. my maternity leaves. So yeah, I tried to sign sense. into my own account the other day and I it was saying my password was invalid, although I had that yeah. password saved and it wasn't working. So I did yeah. all the steps to reset the password. And then I tried the new password that they gave me and it yeah. wouldn't let me in. So then I tried my old mm-hmm. password and it said, this password has been uh, terminated or well, I can't remember what the yeah. terminology they use, but I was like, what? 
what? Yeah. So now I can't even get into my own account. So I have no idea what's going yeah. on. I mean, I'm with you. And the truth is when you are a small business owner, you know that you're taking the risk. So 100% oh, yeah. this is on us as the business owners. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, and I don't expect that the people that work for us like 100% understand or that our clients 100% understand, but none of us could have predicted this kind of risk. None of us could have predicted no. that a global pandemic was going to shut us down with zero, exactly. you know, like nobody was prepared for this. And that's what I mean when I say that I don't mm. think anybody's worse off than anybody else. In some way, yeah. every family is struggling somehow, whether it's financially, emotionally, like somebody, everybody's struggling. And yep. like I said, I was just a little disappointed at the fact that I'm getting bombarded with e- the first few weeks of this. I was getting bombarded with mm-hmm. emails of when are you going to run my course? When is the course? Ha-? And I was like, mm-hmm. I like I have no answers for you. So finally, to yeah. satisfy those people, I sent out a mass email saying, okay, fine. We've canceled all courses till the end of April. Here's some new tentative dates. Because again, we don't know yeah. how long this is going to last. And then I'm exactly. bombarded with emails. Well, those dates don't work for me anymore. Give me my money back. And I'm like, well, like, can we just pump the brakes for a second? I can't do anything yeah. right now. And I don't, it's not that, it's not that I'm trying to keep anyone's money. No, right? absolutely. We're I'm all happy about, to give no, you your money sure. back, we're but we're not working. Just <laughs> delivering a quality educational experience. But at the end of the day, yeah. our office is closed, right? Yes. But like yeah. all business activity has halted. I can't process you anything can't. right now. And that's, you know, that's the hard part. Like you said, it's, it's really hard to try to explain to people, like, I want to help you. But there's literally yeah. nothing I can do right now. Like we're not even going into our, well, you'll see when we post the photos on Instagram, we are literally mm-hmm. recording from our bedroom. There's <laughs> yeah. there's nothing I can do at this moment. And yeah. you know, I'm happy to give people their money back. Like I've been taking your guys' courses now for several years. It's been years, yeah. I love the courses, right? I think they're fantastic. They're they're fun, they're you learn and you get to meet cool people. But it's not like you guys are keeping the money. And I totally get where you guys are coming from. You're not keeping the money. You know, you're just postponing everything. Exactly. Yeah. Right? My kids' gymnastics, all of the programs mm-hmm. I paid for, I didn't ask for a refund. They are offering us alternative dates when they can. Like, all of us need to be patient with each other right now. Yeah. And, you know, just know that you can't be evicted right now. The mortgage no. deferral is available if you need it. And yeah. at this point, we're all just, we're in the same place. We're all in limbo. We're all just trying to survive, right? Everyone's just trying to survive. Exactly. Yeah. And this, this is an eye-opener. Right. Like, okay. God forbid, you know, this disease actually killed you with an impact. As soon as you could you, you got it, you're, you're dead. Right. Look, look, look how many people lost their shit and got, and literally got, went and got toilet paper. That was our, that was our human instincts to go buy toilet paper when people, you know, get sick. Right. That's our human instincts to do that, mm. which is wrong. Right. Yeah. Instead of supporting people and instead of encouraging people and like you said, supporting small businesses and everyone in family, everyone went into selfish mode. Everyone's about me, me, me. I saw people fighting over toilet paper, over parking spots, over carts, over wipes. And again, like like Mark said, I understand it because when you're in that moment of fear, you're not thinking clearly. And all you're thinking about is your family. Like, you know, you have a a small child. I have two small children. It's human instinct to think about yourself. So all these people emailing me, like, trust me when I say this, my heart breaks for them. I understand what they're feeling right now. I understand the fear. But I, like I said, I just want everybody to like, take a step back for a second, take a breath and realize Mm -hmm. we are all in this shit storm together. 
like all of yes. us, and stop yeah. hoarding the fucking toilet paper. I legit yeah. went out to buy toilet paper this week because we are going to run out at some point, yep. and the yep. shelves were empty. I'm like, why is this still happening? Yep. Haven't we learned that hoarding toilet paper is not helping? <laughs> I don't know. Have we not figured I've, this out I've, yet? I have no. And you know, God forbid you sneeze in public now. Oh my God! Don't I sneezed. Do that. The, I sneezed the other day. <laughs> I, I was at I was at Freshco and I sneezed, <laughs> and these like little old ladies in front of me just looked back at me. <laughs> And just said, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I sneeze, right? <laughs> and then I, I probably shouldn't have followed up by, by saying, oh, that Italy triple is amazing. <laughs> oh, but, Jesus. <laughs> but, and <laughs> that really got them going. <laughs> but then I'm like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. We can still laugh and joke about stuff. No, people are right? very serious right now. Like you really, I mean, online, they were gonna cut my head off. online there's memes, but in public. So I went out yesterday to get groceries for the first time, probably in a week and a half, two weeks, because, and that's my typical like method of grocery shopping. I always buy enough mm. because we work a lot. So there's some weeks that yeah. I don't necessarily get out. So I always kind of have enough to get me through two weeks. So anyway, I went to the grocery store and the energy was just so different. So I live in a condo, as I've said many times on the mm -hmm. podcast, so I have to take an elevator. And obviously, yeah. in our building now, people are being cognizant of social distancing. So if there's more than yeah. two people on the elevator, they're not getting on. So I went on mm -hmm. the elevator by myself, and it went down two floors, and a gentleman got on the elevator with me. He stood, of course, on the opposite side, and he was just standing there for a second. And I could kind of tell he wanted to say something, so I just looked at him, and he said, mm -hmm. I don't even know what to do right now. I'm afraid to talk to you. <laughs> it's like, it's really messy because normally you would say, hi, how are you doing? Like something, right? Yeah. He's like, I don't even know what to do. I'm afraid to talk to you. I'm afraid to press the buttons. Like, I don't know what the rules in public yeah. are anymore. Yeah. It's definitely a game changer. Everything's just a game changer. We're going to have to learn to socialize again, right? Yeah. This is a, this is a really, really weird time, but okay. So back to owning a clinic, mm -hmm. you said majority of your people are on rent or do you kind of have a yeah. 50, 50? Yeah. Majority are on rent. Do you already yeah. have your subcontractors emailing you asking for a break on their rent? Like are people freaking out or are or they was this to like a discussion you? when you guys? Yeah. I've, I've had, I've had one or two already. Um, let me know how they're impacted. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're all the same. Um, you know, I, I told them this month is same game plan as usual. I'll see what I can do to cut costs. But again, you know, we have contracts, right? Like it's a contract that we have. It's just like, I have a contract with the landlord, just like you have a contract with a mortgage. You can't just be like, Hey, can I change this up a little bit whenever I feel like it? And you know, it's not like you can just, you know, when the months that you're having really good success and money and all that stuff's doing well, then yeah, here, here's all the money for rent. And then when things slow down, you turn around and be like, oh, can I get a break? No one gives me a break. You know what? <laughs> I can't, I can't call my landlord and be like, hey man, like, well, I tried, right? And he said, you know, rent's due April 1st. Yeah. Oh, so he'll get his rent April 1st. And I, I feel right? like, I feel like a bunch of practitioners need to stop a little bit and think a little bit harder. I mean, What's yeah. more important to you right now, the $1,200 that you're going to pay in rent to the clinic owner or the $1,200 that they owe you or the ability to go back to a place to work when this is all over mm -hmm. and done with? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like what's yeah. more important to you at the end of the day? Yeah, I, I don't know, right? Like, you know, and, you know, I've, I've had discussions like we might be, are we going to have to shut down? Are we going to have to put everything on hold or 
Like what happens? I, I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens after these next two weeks or a month or two months. So being a right? being a clinic owner and mm-hmm. having these people as on commission or on rent and like, you know, you're running the show there. Are you are you involving them in these conversations and and taking you know, meeting with them to figure out what you're gonna do and, and plan your steps? Or is this are you completely taking this all all on, on your own without input from anybody else in that place? Um uh, I'm, I'm pretty much doing it all on my own. Um, I do have uh, like a support team um, that I, I contact with uh, my lawyer or my HR person or something like that, that we bounce ideas back and forth in my accountant and all that stuff. But for the most part, it's, it's, it's all me. You know, I, I, I have the final say in the, 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 the decisions, but um, it's, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. I'm going to pause um, you right there. I'm going to pause you right there. Sure. This is stuff that people don't understand about clinic owners. This guy's got a lawyer that he's got to pay. He's got an accountant that he's paying. He's got an HR person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Right? These are things that people but don't see. This is see. what it is. This is what happens. These are the hidden expenses that people don't see. It's not, it's not just the rent. I wish. I wish it was just rent. It's not. Yeah. It's rent. It's insurance. It's taxes. It's the cleaning fees. It's the POS fees. Like those those goddamn POS fees can cost that anywhere you really between hate the POS six, fees. Right? Six hundred to a thousand dollars a month. You got to read those freaking hidden messages, man. <laughs> right? I hear and you, man. I hear you. Know, you. Yeah, like you know, it's all this other stuff that goes along with the clinic. It's it's not just the rent that you have to pay for them. It's just rent, right? For do you have us, a good relationship with your people? More. It seems from what I see on social media, but like you said, you, we only see what you let us see. So you have a yeah, good relationship with them? I feel like I do. We, you know, it's like a family. We, we butt heads, right? We disagree. So you have a good relationship with your people. So as, as Mark said, like, you know, something that maybe they need to understand, and I hope they do mm-hmm. in your case. I know that a lot of other clinic owners are struggling with this, at least people that I've talked to, is mm-hmm. if they want to have a place to come back to work, you guys all got to work together right now. Like, this is not the time to say, this is not our problem. This is Chris's problem, because it's all of your problem. If you want to have your beautiful 2,500 square foot clinic to go back to work, where mm-hmm. you've built a practice, where you have clientele that hopefully will come back to you, then you guys got to all work together. And, you know, it, it's not the time to start thinking about how to get ahead because nobody's getting ahead right now. We're no. we're all suffering financially, as I said, emotionally. We're all stressed, but yeah. it, it shouldn't all be on one person. We need to be looking out for everybody right now. I totally agree with you. But here's the thing. Nothing stops them other than some contract stuff from going to another clinic, yeah. right? This is something that we have to deal with every single time, every single month. We, you, we don't know if you're going to be like, here's my notice, I'm out in a month or two months. Like I've had that situation happen to me before where I brought in someone new, new to the game of, you know, the health industry kind of thing. I built them up, you know, we gave them my referrals, advertised for them, marketing for them. And that's not cheap either. That's a whole nother expense, marketing and advertising. Built them up and she just left right? Went kind of down the road for me, really. Well, again, that's, yeah, that's always, that's always a possibility. But always, and that's why I asked you, do you have a good relationship with your people? Because if your people want to come back and they want to work at your clinic, then they're going to have to work with you. Because even if they were working at that clinic down the street right now, they would probably be in the same situation where if the landlord's not giving the clinic owner a break, it's almost impossible Mm -hmm. for you guys to give everybody else a break. It could be way worse. Like I've read some stuff on Facebook 
how people are not getting paid for things that they were owed like last month, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and like, I, I get it from all angles, but that kind of really sucks too. Like, I t- this is so weird because yeah. there is no right, there is no wrong. No, it all sucks right now. It like, all sucks. It's like you, you're making shit up as you go along and you're just hoping, you know, you're doing the right thing for you, for your people and everybody else. It's such yeah. a hard fucking go. But I can imagine yeah. at the end of this, there's going to be, there's got to be a lot of massive turnover for where someone was working for a place and they realized shit, like, I'm not being considered here at all or yeah. vice versa. You know, you're working, you've got a team that's working for you and you're like, I, I can't have you working for me after this. This is, this is, this can get to that point. My staff know they can come to me whenever they want. Right. I've, I've talked to them individually. I've talked to them as a group. I will do whatever I can to support them. Everyone is in a different situation. I totally get that. Right. But if I got to take the hit, as a, as a business owner and clinic owner, then I will, right? Um, and I know a lot of patients won't do that, but I will. If, if, it, if it means it's more food on your table for your family, as a clinic owner, I, I plan for this. Like this stuff is already budgeted into me when I pay myself and how I pay myself. Yeah. And that's how it should be. I mean, you're being a responsible clinic owner, because as I said before, when you are the owner of the business, it's expected that majority of the financial risk falls on you and you have to be responsible and you have to be allocating the money where it needs to be. And most clinic Mm -hmm. owners, at least the ones who are smart business people, didn't go into this with in the red with no money. And like, I'm I'm not trying to offend people, but if you went into this in the red, well, I like I don't know what to say to you because you you know you're not bringing anything in and if you were already sort of working paycheck to paycheck then you're in a, a harder situation but if you if you had some money aside of course you're going to try to help your people but again there's going to sure. be a point like we said we don't know how long this is going to last there's going to be a point where there mm-hmm. just isn't any money and so everybody fighting over money right now is absolutely pointless because you're fighting for yeah. For what? There's nothing there. And on top of that, on top of that, who's to say this is not the type of industry that is going to take a massive hit when this is all done? Massive. Right? Mm -hmm. If everyone gets used to the idea of social distancing and physical distance and scared Mm -hmm. to be in close contact with people, well, that's the nature of our fucking job, right? Like, we might see a massive, like, just decline in in people wanting this type of service. I still don't, I still don't think we will, but it's it's definitely a possibility. I have a, a Facebook friend who is a major um, conspiracy theorist. And oh, I want to get her on. No, I'm talking about the dude, not, ha- not <laughs> oh, her. Okay. Uh, there's a guy that I chat with regularly because majority of the time I agree with his standpoint on ethics. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as everybody else is always yelling at him, I usually like will private message him and say, I see what your point is and sort of point out to him why people are yelling at him because he doesn't often understand that. So today he was talking about, he was infuriated at the fact that uh, people were saying that the owners of the EB Games in downtown Toronto that formed the huge lineup, uh, was it yesterday or the day before for this new video game, that they should be fined. And he was saying, well, how is it any different than the LCBO LCBO being open and forming huge lines? And I said, I get what you're saying in terms of ethics, but there's a huge argument that you're not going to win here. One, the LCBO is government owned. And if the government is going to be giving extra money to people like myself and Mark Mm -hmm. and Chris, who are going to need it, then they have a a bigger argument to keep their establishments open. And also, really, can we afford to deal with a bunch of addicts who are going through withdrawal right now? 
Like we just can't. If you're going to yeah. keep people home, keep them happy, keep the liquor stores open. So that's uh, anyway. That's what I was trying to say to him, and he said, "Yeah, but I really think you should be able to work as well. I don't understand how you're non-essential, considering right now when people are so panicked and anxiety-ridden, they probably need you." And I said, "I don't disagree with you, but it is impossible." for us to practice social distancing in my job. And the main messaging from our government is social mm-hmm. distancing. How can I possibly do my job if I can't touch you? It's impossible. But, but you know what? Like, you know, like my physio and the naturopath there are, are, are doing like phone consultations. Yeah, for yep. sure. Right? Yep. Webinars or video. And they can, which is great. And we can't. Exactly. And, but, we, but we can't. You know, like, yeah, okay, you, you made a couple hundred dollars today. I made zero. <laughs> mm-hmm. I made zero dollars today. Zero. You know, I, I don't know. I think maybe this this might be a, a a positive change, or it can be a negative change down the road for for what our college does and you know policies and all that stuff, right? It's 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 a waiting game. It's a waiting game to see which way it goes. Well, that's the frustrating part because it is such a waiting game, and everyone is on fucking redlining. That that yeah. it, it, no one wants to wait the waiting game. Yeah, no one wants no. to just sit quietly and just kind of. It sounds stupid, but to enjoy the downtime, yeah. It, if, although yeah. you can't because the the stress, you can cut it. You know, it's in the air so thick you can cut it. But oh, yeah. it's a waiting game, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. And yeah. the quicker everyone can realize, you just gotta sit tight and stay the yeah. fuck home. Exactly. Like it's 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 been hard for for even for us. Like I'm not just counting canceling people a month out. Like my strategy, my idea is just to book people a week ahead of time. Right. So I'm trying to move everyone out one week ahead, one week ahead. I even, I'm even working Fridays again. You know what I mean? Just until we catch up. Um, and it's been going well. Um, I'm not a big believer in this mass email stuff. I think it works for some people. I'm more of a personal guy. Like I like the, the old school handshake stuff still, which you can't do right now. But anyways, um, <laughs> don't touch people, Chris. <laughs> you can't touch anyone. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I call each and any, every one of my clients. Um, that I had booked in for this week and I have booked in for next week. And I personally talked to them and I moved them just one week out, two weeks out. And I tell everyone it's a week by week thing. As soon as we get the green light to work, just come in to follow your appointment schedule. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but, but I've had some clients be like, you know what, maybe for now we should just cancel everything. Okay. That's your choice. Right. That's your choice. But at the end of the day, because of what happened with this whole flu, it's it's gonna it's gonna come back and hurt us, especially small businesses. Like we're not like these, we're not as big company with, you know, multi million dollar investors and all that stuff, right? Where I'm one person that started the business in the basement of my mom's house. I hear right? you, so man. I own, I own a business with my husband, so that's the other. Yeah. Like I said, I'm happy we're doing this podcast today because I'm looking at things in a whole new light today. Where instead of being angry, I'm no longer angry, I'm super yeah. grateful because for the number of emails I got of people being very demanding and wanting their money back and wanting answers I didn't have, I got the mm-hmm. equal number of emails of people saying, you know, I assume that my course is going to be postponed. Um, I don't want a refund. Let me know when the new dates are. So I got a lot of really supportive emails as well, yeah. which, you know, that, that really made me feel good. So yeah. at this and moment, it, yeah, it, you know what? It was awesome. There's right? people who are exactly. willing to just be understanding at this point that all of us are exactly. in the same boat and let's yeah. just wait it out. Like Mark said, at, I'm trying my hardest. It is hard, but I am trying my hardest to enjoy the downtime, to do things mm-hmm. that I never get to do, to do things with my kids and just, you know, try to wait and see what happens. And you know what? And try not to let 
my children feel this stress yeah. because I know I'm feeling this feeling in the pit of my stomach all day, every day, but I'm trying not to rub that off on them. I feel you. My, my son's only two. So my son doesn't have a clue what's going on, but you know, he's just always happy. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he, the, the world could be falling, you know, falling apart for him. And he just, he's always just so happy. He must love having to, you home all the time now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> give or take. He, he's a mama's boy. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah. Boys yeah, he, are. He loves, his, he loves his mom. That's for sure. Um, but just having that time with him now, like, you know, seeing him throughout the whole day where normally I might see him for an hour in the morning and an hour before bed, yeah. but now I'm with him all day. Like I still got stuff to do. Um, in terms of work stuff and, and upkeep with business that no one else sees as an owner, right? You know, it, 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 I'm, I'm enjoying the downtime. Um, you know, my hands get to rest for the first time in, you know, 13, 14, 15 years. Yeah, I just, you know, looking forward to things going back to normal. Yeah, I'm looking forward to things going back to normal. Um, more for the fact that I like everybody else, you just don't like being in limbo. I just don't like not knowing no. what's going to happen. You know, if I knew yeah. that like, okay, everything will be back to normal in a month, then I mm-hmm. would literally just take this as a month vacation and not worry yeah. about money and kick my feet up. But yeah. we don't know how long it's going to be. And th- that's the thing is, you like don't. I said, every single person that emails me, I I, I feel your frustration. I feel your mm-hmm. fear. I feel it through the email, but I don't mm-hmm. have an answer for you. And, you know, yeah. again, that's why I wanted to have you on as a business owner, because I'm sure that you feel like you want to give your staff some sort of hope, but you've got nothing to say. We not don't all, know. Not only that, like you feel their frustration, you feel their fear, all that stuff. Well, at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm pretty sure, Chris, you felt that way long time ago. You felt that before they even felt it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of like you've already, or, you know, I can't speak for you, but I assume like you've mm-hmm. kind of worked beyond that kind of super fear, super anger. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, hopefully you're using it as like some challenge accepted, right? At least that's how I'm at this point now. Because like everyone, yeah. as soon as this, this thing all started coming down I'm like okay I know exactly what's going to happen I know exactly how our participants are going to react to what's happening I, I can I mm-hmm. already foresee what's happening and so I already went through my my holy shit what the fuck is going to happen phase and I'm yeah. well into challenge accepted phase mm-hmm. yeah I'm getting there I'm still, I'm still, I'm still angry at everything. Um, you know, how was business before all this? Because this is even the kicker. Because like for us, we were doing so well. And, yeah, and, I can't, and, there's no complaints. Can I? Can I, I read you a text message I sent to my brother just an hour ago? Chris, you met my brother sure. when you took our business course. I think he's the, the accountant. accountant that came in to do the talk. Oh, on, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, cool. That is my brother. Yep. Yeah, nice. So nice. Uh, him and I have been talking all day because as my accountant, of course, he was giving me tips of what I need to do and yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. And I wrote to him today at 7.30 p.m. You know, I really see the humor in the fact that Mark and I dug ourselves out of a hole, had some savings put aside, made a huge dent in our personal debt, and our business was doing better than ever. And now, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. (laughs) That's life, though, isn't it? Isn't that what life does to you? As soon as you're up a little bit, it can kick you right back down. But I'm pretty calm with all this because... Because of how I structured my payment, right? Like, yeah. you know, I've always, I've always set aside money for, you know, you know, if I broke my arm, I play a lot of sports. You know, if I, if I ever hurt myself, right? I, I've always put money aside for those emergency funds, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And now it's there, and now I'm going to use it. So I'm, I'm happy I did that, where I could have just taken the whole hundred percent and spent it all on whatever I wanted to. Um, I'm glad I did it this way. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I listened to my my accountant 
way back in the day when he advised me to give myself only like 40% of what I make. 100%. I hope that this also lights the fire under a whole bunch of other practitioners to 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 get their business stuff together a get little bit Get your finances more, in right? order, honestly. Yeah. 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 Because you never know. Uh, not to not to say something like this will happen to this magnitude, but you never know. It could be worse next time. You know, oh, I, yeah. I don't think so. But you know, you you never know what's gonna what's gonna happen. I was always told never spend everything you make, right? Never buy something you don't you don't have money in the account for. Never do something you don't have the money for, right? That's just the way I was raised. I was raised that way. I grew up very poor, so I didn't have the luxury of being having the the latest toys and the nicest clothes in the world, right? Like I had hand-me-downs, I had all this stuff. So I kind of learned from that, right? Like to this day, I will not buy something if I don't have the money in the account. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I do the same thing for business. If I don't have the money, like right now I have marketing advertising to pay for. So I called the guys and I, I got rid of some stuff. Like there's no need for it. Now they'll try and talk you out of that. Right. But who am I going to advertise to right now? Mm. There's no one coming into the clinic. Yeah. And like Mark had uh, pointed out on a recent podcast we did right now, trying to advertise anything, like while people don't have any money, it's also just in poor taste. Mm -hmm. There's a few people that have said to us because they know we're not working at all. We're completely shut down. Like we're not treating anyone. We're not running any courses. And we've had a few people say, well, why not, uh, you know, develop some courses online? I said, and and market them to who? RMTs who are out of work? It doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. Yeah, we've, we've actually decided to go a whole different route and we're just giving away some free stuff now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just trying to keep everyone positive, especially with, especially in the online space. There's so much negative so shit much going negative. on. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Oh, yeah. People reporting people to the CMTO that were practicing, even though they might have been practicing fully within the guidelines at the time, you know, shit like yeah. that. It's just, it's, it's getting a little fierce and I understand why. It is. I understand why, but I think everyone just needs yeah. to fucking... I don't know. Come over to my house and smoke a joint. <laughs> yeah, but they all say you know they do it for the public and all that. No, I I believe that to, up to a point. I also believe that people are just doing this in spite. Like like, why would you go and tell someone else that hey, this person's like, we're still working. Go shut them down. Or well, go get it, them it's not. You to don't protect know the, their situation. Yeah, it's, for all you know that this this poor person has four or five kids at home the only parent and has to support four or five kids, yep. right? And you're going to go and, and, and do this to someone like that? You don't know people's situations. And I believe there are some people who legitimately, like I've got a couple of RMT friends on my social media who have been screaming from the top of their lungs from day one of all of this, stay home, stay home, stay yeah. home. It's not safe. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain people that I believe really do want to protect the public, but other people I believe feel like, well, if I can't fucking work, why can you? Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've seen that. I, I, I've seen that too. To each their own, I guess. Yes, but like, if, if we're told we can't work anymore, then we can't work anymore. There's nothing any of us can do except sit at home. Sit at home and, you know, enjoy whatever time you have with your kids or get stuff done. Like, I'm, I'm taking time. I still set aside about an hour or two hours a day where I sit down in front of my computer and I plan. I, I do business stuff and marketing stuff. And, you know, how can, how can we come back stronger and exactly, better? And- exactly. Well, where did you learn how to do all of that miraculous planning, Chris? It's like you took some really good business course. Some, yeah, some <laughs> business course in Toronto. I don't know. <laughs> this guy was this guy was crazy. I don't know. He just kept joining us with business stuff. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Right? Even though I only taught half a day each time because I had a seven-week-old, I was still there. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't cut me out of the equation, Chris. Uh, no, no. You're, you're, all, you're all there. You know what? Like, but that's, that's what's going to set you aside from from others. Like I don't, like I said, I don't have the money to go and compete with these big shots. With you know, I get all the referrals from doctors and all that stuff, right? You know, we have our referrals, we have our 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 ideas, and we go off that. But like as a clinic owner, you're also like 
the mastermind behind it all. If if your if your staff aren't busy, they're going to go somewhere else. So you can't you can't just sit back and and relax, right? You you always got to push, and you always got to motivate, and you always got to think of ideas to to get everyone motivated to work, to to get everyone on board with your your idea, your plan. Because if not, then you're just a sinking ship. And it's just a matter of time. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen many times with with, with other cl- friends of mine, clinic owners, that they didn't plan, they, they didn't have an idea. And I, I I would talk to them like, oh, what's your what's your next plan? Oh, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. No, don't do not do it that way. So you're not a, a let's see what happens kind of guy. <laughs> and now we're all being forced into a situation where we have no choice but to say, let's see yes. what happens. And I don't like it. I'm very lucky. My clients have been very understanding, very supportive. It, I, it blew me away on how supportive they've been. And they're always asking me, as soon as I call them, they're like, oh, Chris, how's everything? How's the family? You know, What are you going to do? And all that stuff. I couldn't believe it. Because, you know, again, we were taught not to talk to clients, right? But like, I've talked to this with other people. It comes to a point where, what else are you going to talk about in an hour? Well, it, <laughs> right? it's, people, it's, not don't, it's not don't talk to your clients. If they're inquiring and they're asking you questions, you can absolutely engage in conversation. It's just their yeah. appointment's supposed to be about them. But I've got the same yeah. thing because I have a relationship with my clients. I've been seeing a lot of them for a long time. They all want to yeah. know, how are your kids? How's your husband? Yeah. Uh, some of them know that I have this podcast, although I always hope and pray that they don't listen to it because I definitely don't swear like this in treatment. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, they, they want to know how I'm doing, and I appreciate yeah. that, and I, I don't think there's any boundaries being crossed by that. And it shows, in my opinion, my humble opinion, that you're obviously mm-hmm. a good therapist, and they care about you, and they care about your well-being, and they want to know that you're okay. I actually had a client um, that I was speaking to today. She's she's on my Facebook because uh, she actually became a client because we met back in high school. I mean, I don't know her anymore, but we met back in high mm-hmm. school. She reached out to me on Facebook because she knew I was a massage therapist. And uh, so she's been seeing me. And uh, she reached out to me today just to see how I was doing because obviously she mm-hmm. she knows I'm not working. And the, her last message to me was, if you need anything, just let me know. And this is, you know, yeah. a, a stay-at-home mom with three kids. It's not that, you know, it's yeah. just people do care about each other. People are trying to help each other. And like I said, yesterday I was angry. Today I'm seeing much more of the positive mm-hmm. where we are all in this shitstorm together. Everyone. Let me ask you a question though. In sure. in, in this in this shitstorm, as we're calling it, <laughs> have you ever gotten to the point where you're thinking, fuck, am I gonna have to close up shop? Or, or are you not yeah. even allowing that to be part of your 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 self-talk? Because I know for me, like I'm never letting this be part of my self-talk. It's never yeah. unfolding up ever. I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly what happened to me today. This afternoon, my I don't know, my dog has been not doing well. I got vet bills coming in my yin yang. And I actually thought to myself, like, my God, what what would I do next? What's my next step? Right. And then at that moment, I remember my son walked right up to me, grabbed my finger, looked up and smiled. Mm. Right. And to me, I'm like, we're going to get through all this. Right. We'll be fine. Right. I had a doubt for maybe a minute and then everything just changed. I, I, I just, I just know we'll get through this. Like it's, it's just a, it's just another hurdle, another little bump in the road of, of everyone. It's not, it, and it's not just me. 
it is everyone going through this. You just so, made all the parents out there get super emotional. <laughs> yeah, there's a single tear rolling down my left cheek right yeah. now. Have you seen Frozen, Chris? Frozen or Frozen 2? He's got a um, boy. I've, I've had to let it go a couple times, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a, an Instagram video that I saw of Josh Gad. He's the voice of Olaf, who is by far my favorite character. And yeah. uh, it was a video of him crying and just saying, <gasps> I was going to go and like cry in my room by myself, but... I thought I would do it here with the rest of you guys because we're all super emotional right now and the world is in a very mm -hmm. scary place. And I remember just watching that. I was literally like sitting by myself and like almost about to cry. And then two of my kids mm -hmm. ran by singing uh, Into the Unknown. I'm like, no, we're good. We're good. Everything's <laughs> fine. We're good. Again, it's just that, that pure innocence that they bring, right? Like the whole world could be collapsing and they just, they're just so happy just to see you and, and hold you and you know, play for a bit, right? But yeah, I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic. But that honestly, that was that's what got me got got me back on the right path again, right? And it, again, it crossed my mind for a minute. I, I I don't think it will ever cross my mind again. Nice, I like to hear that. Right. So yeah. So what about you? Let me reverse that. What about you know? Did you ever have that moment? No, because we went through. We went through this already. We didn't we go did. through it like this. We, but we practiced two years ago. Yeah, when the CMTO got rid of the quality assurance program and 30 credits and all the rest of it. Like, this is just yeah, a yeah. replay of 2018. We had the, the summer same, of 2018. Yeah, we had for the us. same emails coming in yeah. demanding refunds. You know, I don't know what the CMTO wants from me right now. So I'm not going to take any course. So we were refunding money left, right, and center. Mm -hmm. We were not selling any courses. And yeah, we, uh, we struggled. It was really hard. We, mm -hmm. you know, we definitely didn't handle it as, I think, as gracefully as maybe we well, are now. Because that was just practice <laughs> for the big game now, I guess. It, but it goes to show you, if you, if, if you provide a good product, service, you always have business, right? You know, like we're, we're a fairly busy practice. And by far, am, am I ever going to say I am the best RMT ever? By far, I'm not, right? But I think when you walk into our doors and you see the quality of care that you actually get, have we, have we, you know, misdiagnosed maybe or not diagnosed, but like, you know, assessment weren't right or false positives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. We didn't, we don't fix everyone that day that walks through our door, but I will do whatever I can and we will do whatever we can as a team to get you better, get you moving, whether I'm up till three o'clock in the morning, looking up rehab programs or, you know, what else could it be that you have going on? And I'll read all my textbooks, talking to other RMTs, talking to my physio, talking to my staff, we will figure it out to get you better. Right. So like you guys, you guys offer, like I've done many of your courses. I love your courses. Right. <laughs> um, I, I think they're educational, they're fun and they're interactive. It's not, you don't just sit there and, and, and read and, and write. You're you're very interactive. The last course I took with you, Mark, I think it was the ethics course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there for eight hours, yeah, nine that, hours. That was, that was a good day. We actually talked about that specific course on the podcast because I know that last ethics course that Mark ran, there was only two of you that signed up. And you know, that happens. Some courses have 20, some have two. Yeah. And uh, I remember Mark leaving for work that morning and I was with the kids and uh, I said to him, you're going to be home for dinner. He said, oh, absolutely. There's two <laughs> students. We should be. And uh, he yeah. texts me on break. He's like, yeah, these two have a lot to say. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> the day actually went longer than scheduled. It was, yeah. it, it was a good day, though. You guys had a good time. Yeah. That's good. And then it you is. left your jacket in our office. Who does that, dude? I know. 
You know, like, uh, it, was, it, was, it was such a good time. I just left it there for you guys. I, I was, it was actually a little secret of mine. I was trying to get Mark to come to my house and drop it off. But. Oh, you must have been sorely disappointed when I showed up at your door. <laughs> actually, I did tell Mark. I, sh- I knocked it on was, the door. It was such the worst day, though, because we did that. We did the podcast we did with Christine podcast, Parker. Yeah. And that was the day yeah. that it just fucking snowed out of nowhere. Yep. Yeah. There was yeah. snow and I, I, know, and... I know Christine, too. Oh, you do? Oh, wait. Yeah, I knew yeah, that I because Christine yeah, knew. You guys probably all know each other. They have a fucking yeah, small yeah, community <laughs> that everyone knows yeah. each other. It's like cheers yeah. out there. Cheers. I, I, I know. Oh, she's very good. Very good RMT. Yes, we had a fun chat with her. She's an interesting lady, that Christine. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's uh, she is interesting. Interesting. I do hope though that that uh, a lot of RMTs and clinic owners like just take the opportunity now to like go back to the drawing board and you know just figure things out so this doesn't happen to you again or figure out a way to make whatever you were doing as great as it was this gives you the opportunity to fucking do it better exactly like we are i actually sent my hr contracts and i said okay let's revise these right let's let's put this in in, in the clause like if this happens again or you know if 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 something worse happens what happens with everything so you know she's revising everything as we speak probably right you know gotta give her work to do so but you know what like this will cause change and how people view it is either going to be negative or positive yeah i'm personally more going to be use this as a positive way to make changes for the business um, for myself and for my staff to be better. Well, that's taking control because the truth is we can't control a lot of what's happening right now, but you have to find Mm -hmm. what you can control in your life. So again, as you said, Mm -hmm. taking some time, enjoying the time off, being with your family, taking time to sit down, reevaluate your business plan and what you're going to do going forward. That's all part of being a leader. As a clinic owner, it's now the time you got to strap on your big boy pants and be a fucking leader in the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to get all like hippie and philosophical again, but it's it's what I do. Might as well keep going. It's what I do. Um, (laughs) You know, I, I said this on another episode and I'll say it again. Every good thing came from destruction. Something has to be destroyed in order for your creativity to get the fire lit under it and for you to spark some sort of need for change. So this is definitely tearing us all down, but only if we let it. Something something good will come out of this. I'm going to get my guitar out and sing Kumbaya. I feel, like, I feel like you set me up for that moment. That's what I do, baby. That's what I do. No, I, no, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, how everyone's going to react to this, you don't know. Um, what's going to do the economy, you don't know. Um, but how you handle your own business and how you handle your clinic and all that stuff, it's up to you what you want to do. You can, you can sit there, be angry and fold everything and just have be anger have anger with the government have anger with any anything of the virus you know what if 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 a virus is going to take you down you're going to probably go down in business anyways down the road yeah so that's just the way i look at it right like i have a long-term plan um i have a plan in place for everything that happens situations that happen um now i didn't plan for this specifically and nobody and nobody could have planned for yeah. this this is but absolutely something well you know and this but is absolutely it, something i never thought i'd see in my entire lifetime like this is some biblical shit and i can't help yeah. i mean and I'm, I'm not trying to get religious either because that's yeah. that's something rmts are told not to do but i'm yeah. sorry if this is not god or the universe or someone telling us something i don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck it is well, look, look at all the positives that's come out of this so far and i don't know i'm not much of a you know, I love animals and all that stuff and against animal cruelty, but like, look, look, look at in, in, in China and Italy, uh, pollutions are going down, right? Animals are roaming the streets for once. I heard right? the like, story <laughs> about the dolphins was bullshit. Is that true? I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I read about like, I read about monkeys roaming the streets. 
I, I just heard Putin release a bunch of lions in in Russia just <laughs> for. Well, that just for, sounds uh, crazy talk. For, no, I'm not. I'm not making. I'm no, not, I know I'm you're not making enough. I believe you read that. The article. I believe you but read that. Apparently, he released he released 500 lions on the streets to control people from leaving their house. Sounds like Putin. I don't know no, how much <laughs> to believe in that. Yeah, I, believe. I don't. I don't know what I believe with the animals or whatever, but I do believe definitely less people being out, less travel. We're definitely mm-hmm. making an impact on pollution somehow. Maybe yeah. you know. Maybe this you is know the all plan the, all, all along. the conspiracy people. They're like, "Oh, you sheep! <laughs> you're giving up all your all of your yeah. freedoms to government yeah. control. Yeah. We're we're in this state that now they can pass all these different you know rules, regulations, and laws that they would have never been able to do before." <laughs> the conspiracy, we gotta get some the conspiracy, conspiracy theorists are not necessarily wrong there, where we're all just giving up all of our freedom because the government said so. But it's it's based out of fear of something that we can only trust what we know and what do we have? Who do we have to trust? We have the government and the media. So, you know, if you're, if you don't want to end up with some horrible respiratory virus that you could possibly spread to your elderly and vulnerable family members, then yeah, you're just going to stay the fuck home. Yeah, exactly. And we don't have any privacy anyways. True. You have a phone, you have uh, a Google. My my Google's listening to me right now. I was looking for a car in November. And I, I ended up buying a Toyota Highlander. And every like my clients were asking me, oh, what kind of car are you going to buy? So I told them, I couldn't get Toyotas off my Facebook feed. <laughs> was, that, was that coming from you, just out of curiosity, was that coming from you like just doing Google searches? Or do you have like no. a Google Home and you were just talking? Yeah, we have a, we have a mini Google uh, or whatever they're called. Yep, yep, I, yep. Don't, I don't even know if it's on sometimes. But like uh, just talking to clients, I guess, I don't know if my phone picked it up. But just going through my phone over and over again, it's like, you know, Toyota is on sale, Toyota this. I'm like, what is going on, right? Yep. So they're always listening. There's no privacy. They're always listening. Yeah, yeah. The other day I was in my bedroom. Our our Google Mini is in the bedroom. And I was standing here Remind by me to myself. Turn the mic off of it. But. Right? <laughs> I was standing here by myself. And I think I yelled something out to one of the kids. But maybe I said something that sounded similar to Google. And um, all of a sudden it said, I'd be happy to help you out with something. I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, I forgot that the yeah. fucking thing was there. <laughs> Scared the yeah. crap out of me. Always listening. So your, your staff, they're all in good spirits then? It sounds sounds like it for the most I, part. I believe so. Nice. Yeah, I believe so. It's only been like a week, right? To me, it's no different than everyone going a week on holidays, yeah. right? So it really hasn't hurt us that bad yet. But, you know, if this continues for one month, two, three months, then yeah, it's going to, I think morale's going to drop a little bit, but, you know, there's a plan for that, right? So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, right? So, yeah. Well, I wish yeah. you luck, Chris. I mean, thank you. I, I can't imagine being in your position. Well, I mean, we are in the sense that we're small business owners, but we don't necessarily We're, we're have responsible a, to ourselves. We're responsible to ourselves. Yeah, we've got, we've got a few subcontractors that, you know, we keep pushing back their courses. and But mm-hmm. I mean, this is their, they, their part-time exactly. job with They us. don't rely on us. They don't rely income. on us. Yeah. But, you know, everyone's in this together, right? So we all have our, our stress and our financial issues right now, but plan ahead. We'll be fine. Right. Like you guys have a, you guys rent a space too, right? So yeah, yeah we do. And they are yeah. not budging on our rent. So no, we will still be paying our monthly bills. But you know, for anyone listening, just really do your research and take yes. advantage of whatever you can. You know, for example, we mm-hmm. have already um, signed up for the mortgage deferral program. Of course, we'll only defer if mm-hmm. we have to. You don't have to defer, but we've already done that. Yeah, at least the options there. The there options like there. Six yeah. months. Contact your credit card companies, yeah. your banks, like see what support they're offering. Now, of course, be mindful of the fact that um, deferring payments, of course, does mean compounded interest. So it's not a break for you. The banks are obviously not going to lose money, but it can yeah. kind of take some stress off you 
or ease your mind at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. There is help coming. It's not a lot, but there is help coming for self-employed individuals that you can apply yep. for through the government, uh, similar to EI. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, take advantage of whatever you can and just know that everybody's going to get through this and mm-hmm. nobody is getting ahead of anybody else. So buying up no. supplies or trying to find ways to make money quick or trying to capitalize on people's fear and insecurities right now is absolutely the wrong direction. And taking money out of other people's pockets is not getting you further ahead. If we're going down, we're all going down. You know, like all these uh, all these people working at like the grocery stores and all that who are getting paid minimum wage. Exactly. Right? And they have and no fucking they're, they're choice to work. Yeah. And they're considered essential workers now. They they need to be at work yep. for, for, for this very very reason, right? Yep. So I, I just think I, I don't know. I just think things in general need to change. Yeah. Right. Um not just for RMTs and everyone, but like everyone. Everyone needs to change. We're all in this together. Yeah. So we just got to figure it out. Community. Absolutely. I have a lot of uh, friends who are nurses and I see their posts. And I mean, mm-hmm. trust me, all the if there's any nurses listening, I love you and I can't imagine what you're dealing with right now. Um, but I'm going to include them in this in that you guys have it rough, like really rough. I'm not even going to say that I I know I have any idea what you're going through, but the nurses mm. are getting angry and they're getting angry because everybody else is bitching and moaning. So now the nurses are mm-hmm. starting to re- respond with more angry posts, you know, like why aren't we getting hazard pay and stop complaining about being home with your kids when I have to worry about bringing the virus home to mine. And mm. I, I get their anger because all of us are fucking like on high levels of stress when they're literally on the front lines. Like everybody needs to chill out because yeah. nobody is in a good position right now no i i'll be honest like i did the last recession that we had i think it was 08 or 09 um i ended up going back to school for paramedic i i saw what they went through you know people people don't see what paramedics go through um and i got out of it <laughs> i I did, I did not want to do it anymore like i i finished my schooling i i got my AMCAS, which is my certification from the government and all that stuff, and I can go apply for paramedic jobs. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to drop out, actually, after my first year, but my teachers wouldn't let me because my marks were so good, mm. right? But I, the, the stuff that you have to go through as a paramedic, like people were throwing piss at me. People were throwing poo at me. People were spitting on me. People were trying to pierce me with their needles. And you're there just to help them. <laughs> I can't imagine what frontline healthcare workers are dealing with right now because oh, people are stressful. scared. People yeah. are sick. and you know, I, I really hope it never gets to the point where they have to be in a position where they have to decide who they care for and who they don't. And that's the whole reason yeah. we're all staying home right now, right? Because if we overwhelm yeah. the healthcare system, then they're going to have mm-hmm. to decide who lives and who dies. And that yeah. is a fucking reality I never want to be a part of. No, for sure. And, it is, and it's so simple. You know, everyone, how many, how many times do people wake up in the morning and, and like, oh, I wish I didn't have to go to work? Now you don't. Now's your time. Now's your fucking time. You go do whatever you want Well, within your house. <laughs> go do whatever right? you want, like in your kitchen, your living room, take <laughs> well, a swim you, in your bathtub. You, <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw a meme. I saw a meme the other day, which I think memes are amazing right now. But um, I saw a meme the other day. It said gas prices are now 70 cents and they're so cheap and I can fill up with nothing. But you can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. You can't go. Yep. <laughs> Right, like, I found it hilarious. I remember my 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 father be, before he passed away told me, hey, "Chris, he's like, if gas is ever over seventy five cents, just wait, it'll be fine." <laughs> he passed he passed away in 05, right? Aww. So gas prices were never were never that high. And I'm like, to like when the gas prices drop, I'm like, today's the first day I can actually fill up gas in fifteen years, <laughs> <laughs> yep. right? But yeah, I 
tank and put it away. I filled my tank on Thursday, which, as I said, was my last day of at the office. So on my way yeah. home, I filled up because it was, I think, seventy-seven nine where I was, yeah. and I was like, I, you know, I never thought I'd see this again. And you would no. think I would be happy about it, but this is a devastating thing to see. Yeah, I filled up forty dollars. I filled up my gas tank, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go park it in the garage and leave it there now. Yep, <laughs> just hanging out. Right? I kind of, I kind of yeah. miss my car. Yeah, I took it for a drive today for a bit, just around the block, but now it's pretty boring, so I came back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like I said, I did go to the grocery store. And fun fact, uh, that I, I tried to order online because I wanted to stay home. But it's at the point yeah. now where if you order online, you have to wait a week. Doesn't oh, that wow. suck? Don't you hate that even more? Because you were always an I online. was always an online shopper. It's like when it's like St. Patrick's Day when you are the when you go to this one bar all the time in St. Patrick's Day and suddenly all of these people are flooding your bar. Is that the way you felt? I Yeah, yeah. I felt like when I used to be a gym rat, I felt like, you know, myself in January <laughs> where I was like, all of you fuckers, go home. You're not going to be here in March. I still will be. So yeah, I went to order my groceries online the other night and realized, oh, you got to wait a week. So I made the decision to brave it and go out, obviously taking every Mm -hmm. precaution I can, but everybody else is too. Like nobody will come fucking near you right now. And yeah, yeah, the energy out there is is really, really upsetting. But anyway, I went into the grocery Mm -hmm. store and I just went in the order that I always shop. Like I'm very Mm -hmm. um, particular about what I buy first. So by the time I got to like the household items, you know, where the cleaning supplies, the toilet paper, paper, paper towel. I had probably already been at the grocery store for 15 minutes. So I get back yeah. there and I see a guy unboxing tissues. And I said, mm-hmm. I, I was noticing all the toilet paper shelves are empty. And I said, any chance you're unboxing toilet paper? He's like, oh, I just did. There should be some back there. I'm like, no, it's empty. He's like, oh, sorry, ma'am. You must have just missed it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding oh. me? There's not even this many people in this store. How did that happen? Yeah. Well, there's signs everywhere now, like, you know, limit for two Two per family yeah. or two per person, right? Well, they had the signs up, but I guess every single person in the store made sure to grab some because you just don't know when you're going to get some. No, I just brought whatever I have from the clinic. Yeah, I hope the hoarding really stops. If everybody just got what they needed from groceries, like then there's not going to be this issue. It breaks my heart when I see, you know, moms who can't find diapers or formula yeah. and it's it's not right. Like everybody stop hoarding and everybody yep. will be okay. Yeah. And they should have done it from the beginning. One per person, right? People are profiting off this as well from what I read on Facebook and social media, right? Yeah. I saw a post the other day from the, uh, the no frills. That's actually the one that my parents shop at. So it's not far from where I live. And there was yeah. a couple that had cases of, I, I can't remember now if it was hand sanitizer or Lysol wipes. It was, it, anyway, it was some sort of disinfectant and they had cases mm-hmm. of it. So somebody was filming on their phone and said, and how much are you guys going to sell those for? And of course they were just being, the couple that um, had the cases were trying to hide mm-hmm. from the camera and saying like, go away yeah. and swearing. But I mean, if you're ashamed to be on camera, it's because you know you're doing something wrong. Yep. Like why are you, tra- again, why are you trying to make money and get ahead at a time when the exact opposite should be happening? You should yeah. be trying to help people and make sure everybody's okay because mm-hmm. there are people who can't afford to stockpile. There are people mm-hmm. who were living paycheck to paycheck. There are people who've had to shut down their businesses. You know, we need to be cognizant and considerate of everybody right now because everybody is dealing with some sort of shit right now. Everyone is. Yeah, I just don't get why people are the way they are. But also this make some changes in people, right? Yeah. Well, I see it so. happening. There's some people that are, are taking this opportunity. I've seen a lot of my friends saying, you know, if anybody needs anything, reach out to me. If you can't afford something, reach out to me. Yeah. You know, if you're elderly and you need groceries, I mean, mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people helping each other, 
but we're seeing a lot of the greed because that's what people are focusing on on social media. Maybe we need to stop sharing all the negative shit with each other. I, I'm thinking about getting off social media for a bit. It's just, it's just so negative, right? Everything's just so negative and brings you down. And, you know, every other, every other post is about the, the coronavirus. And then every other post after that is about toilet paper. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. You know what? There are, some pe- there, are, there are some people that are doing some real kind of cool, positive things. Like there's sure. a former student of mine who's really into movement therapy. And mm. uh, he he issued a certain hip mobility, the hip mobility challenge, challenge. And it mm. just went fucking viral. I Shout saw. out, Angelito. Oh, yeah, I there's... tried and I failed. I didn't <laughs> film it because I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to try to find it out. Yeah, you check it out. It's Angelito Movement. He was on the podcast before, and um, okay. you'd be able to do it, Chris. I apparently <laughs> need to work on my hip mobility. I failed. <laughs> you know, and I've and I've seen like a billion more people go live and just doing some positive stuff in that regard. Yeah. I, you know, I think there's just there's there's always going to be the Debbie Downer. And um, yep. they're, they're just loving this moment, I assume, just sitting behind their yeah. keyboard, you know, with their laptop in their lap, just waiting. But yep. then there's all, there's, there's, a, there's a group of... Oh, yeah, there's some, there, there are some good stuff. Like stuff. I said, there's some good memes and there's some good yeah. uh, good, good, good jokes. Um, and yeah, there, there's there's people that, you know, trying to help and, you know, it's very, very respectable. Yeah, and there's, there's people that uh, might be getting there, but I think everybody is taking their own steps in this whole process. Like I said, last mm-hmm. week, I was still maybe a little bit in denial. I was still trying to be upbeat. And, you know, when the college sent out the email about essential massage, I didn't feel mm-hmm. the need to immediately close my doors, whereas some people mm-hmm. were like, okay, it's time to shut down. And mm-hmm. I thought they were being extremists. I obviously yeah. was still in denial. And as I said, just yeah. yesterday, I was angry. Today, I'm cool as a cucumber. So mm-hmm. even the people that are being over the top negative on social media, they might come around, they might start to realize, let me just take control of what I can take control of. And the only yeah. thing you can take control of right now is how you're choosing to spend your time, how you're yeah. choosing to spend your energy, and how you're yeah. choosing to react to this. So, you know, it's, it might it might be a bit of a longer process for some people. It's all mm-hmm. in how you cope with stress and 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 the support exactly. system you have around you. A, an RMT yeah. friend of ours, she's been on the podcast a couple times. She posted a video yesterday that literally almost made me cry because it made me feel like, what if I lived by myself? There are people yeah. right now who live without their families. And she was hardcore. Like it, it, she stopped mm-hmm. working. And she stopped doors, working like, well before we all did. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. And she honestly, her her video actually like made me a little teary because what she was saying in it was, you know, I I miss human contact. I miss touch. Yeah. I miss. She said multiple times, "I miss my mom. I want to hug my mom." And it just broke my heart mm-hmm. because she lives on her own. Which I mean, th- I mean, majority of the time she loves that she's got her own space. You know, she's got this house that yep. she's she's really proud of and she loves but at a time like this that fucking sucks yeah it's human touch we can't live without human touch so you can have you can have it all you can have all the money and all the success and whatever in life but bottom line is money can't buy you happiness in terms of that human touch well we're all about to learn that lesson of money can't buy you happiness because we ain't no, got none sure well look at where, where are all the billionaires now right how come they're not helping us and supporting us and they're being all these arrested. movie actors and movies and actors and uh, sports athletes and billionaires where are they they're not the, they're cons- not here the conspiracy theorists will tell you, you yeah. they have all yeah. they have all been uh 
I'm putting air quotes, been diagnosed with coronavirus. It is, yeah. honestly, I understand why these conspiracy theories are so hardcore. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Don't go down that But I mean, hole. the number of celebrities who are suddenly in quarantine, you're like, wow, this is a really fucking selective virus we got here. Well, you know what? I, I applaud those athletes that, you know, are willing to pay for the arena staff, right? Yeah, Good for sure. For you guys, right? That, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. But like, where are the rest of everyone else? Like, I mean, you're not donating your money to help out with anything, right? Instead, we have grocery store workers, we have police officers, we have EMS, we have firefighters, we have nurses and doctors. They're the ones putting their life on the line while these billionaires hide behind their money. We're talking to you, Kylie Jenner. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No hashtags. Um, <laughs> we, 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 we idolize these people. We idolize them. We follow them. We... We want to be like them. We try and do everything we can to be like them. But yet now they're, I haven't seen a post about anything like that for a while. You know, like where, where they all go, they're all in hiding. So it goes to show you like where people's core values are, right? Yeah. Like for me, I can care less about these athletes and, you know, do I follow them? Of course I, I like sports and all that, but I wouldn't sit there and idolize them. Like I'm not, I'm not in shock when I see one of them or anything like that. To me, there's another human being. I don't know. Just, to me, it's it's amazing how the grocery store workers that are getting paid minimum wage are now essential to our survival. We love those. We love those grocery clerks. Yeah, if I could high five them, I would, but I can't. No, don't touch. Don't touch. <laughs> no touching. No touch. Well, yeah, I mean, no we've we've monopolized a lot of your time. I'm sure you want to go spend some time with your family now. Well, I'm glad you're keeping it positive, Chris, and I believe that you will come out of this. You'll have a plan. And you know what? It might mean that your business looks different, but mm-hmm. different doesn't mean worse, right? Not at all. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Done. All right. Stinson out. <laughs> <laughs> I watch way too much fucking TV. Is yeah, what, you do. Is what we're learning now. <laughs> what else am I going to do? What else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been watching Paw Patrol my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week of Paw Patrol. Chase is on the case. But, yeah, oh my God. There we, there we go again. Cannot get away from this. It's like the kid is sleeping. Can we stop with the fucking Can we down? stop? Okay, sorry, sorry. That's my entire life too, Chris. I get you. I do. Right on, man. This has been fun. Thanks for hanging on the phone with us. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.